Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Awakening Universal Minds. My name is Brother Beniti. Also, I have Brother Rabana Noon with us. Oh, we want to welcome everybody to the show. It is Thursday, April 27th, 2017, and we are live. Uh, we want to welcome everybody, uh, especially, again, I'm trying to get into the habit of acknowledging uh, international listeners. Uh, as always, greatly appreciated you guys tuning in. I know you can only live stream the feed. Um, but again, we uh, thank you for your support. Uh, just before we get going, a uh, couple quick things. Well, first and foremost, we are not going to stay on too long this evening due to the fact we uh, have uh, two big events this weekend. And actually, some people that listen to the show regularly will actually be traveling to these events. Um, so some some people listening to the show have flights to catch. Uh, for the ritual we're doing tomorrow, the and the eternal. Uh, Order of Chaos and Darkness ritual, which begins uh, at 7.30 at Cultural Expressions in Hollywood, Florida, uh, which is right there on the borderline of Fort Lauderdale, Miami. Um, those that have emailed us and are on the list, you did get to fly with all the information. Um, as far as dress code, very important. Uh, make sure that dress code is followed uh, correctly. Um, there's no short change in that uh, is very critical to the organization of the ritual. <clears throat> so due to that fact, because uh, there's a lot of preparation and, and, and time put into the ritual and there's some uh, things that need to be done in the morning before that ritual takes place tomorrow night, uh, that is the reason why we will not stay on for too long tonight, maybe about an hour and a half, um, so we can prepare for that. Probably what we'll do moving forward, well, not probably, we will moving forward in the future, uh, since we're pretty much in the system now of doing uh, a ritual per month, uh, we probably will not have a show the night before a ritual, um, just due to that time constraint. Uh, so we'll, we'll kind of put that out there now, remind people when next month comes. Uh, it just, just, there's just too much going on in a weekend, because we usually, every time we do this, it's a two-day event, and between gathering and getting everything organized and people traveling and things of that nature, just just, just kind of too much on the plate to try to do it all in, you know, three-day period. Uh, so we'll, 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 again, we'll run that by listeners again later, just to remind them. Um, I want to welcome you to the show. If it's your first time tuning in or if you're new to the show, this is an occult, uh, left-hand path, origin of ancient Egypt, alchemy, adept of the black arts, African witchcraft, sorcery, anything in those topics and lines. With those spiritual practices, that's what this show is about. Um, we just want to make it crystal clear. It is not a religious show. Um, so if you're here and you have an agenda or you're trying to promote something, an ideology, a faith, or a belief system, this is probably not the place for you. Um, so we just want to be crystal clear. If you're brand spanking new to the show, if somebody told you, 
or you're just curious and you're tuning in. We just want to make sure you're clear on the subject matter and the content that we talk about. That's very, very important to understand. Uh, if you're a regular listener, welcome. You know what we do. Um, everything that we talk about on this show is from an experienced perspective, which is, which is critical and important. That's one of, one of the things we pride ourselves on in, in, a, in a positive way. We don't just speak because we felt like we've read a few books and we know some stuff. Uh, unfortunately, you've got a lot of that nonsense going on in a lot of conscious circles. Uh, some individuals just think because they read some books on some subjects or a couple YouTube videos, attended a couple of lectures, uh, that you can't tell them anything. They know everything. Uh, well, that's not the case with us. So when the things that we're talking about, subject matter, uh, when we're talking about some of these esoterical orders, uh, some of these initia initiation systems, we've been through them. Um, we've experienced them, and some we are still currently involved in. Now, when we bring those things up, it's not mandatory that you become members or part of any fraternal order, or secret society, esoterical system, occult system, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but we do suggest that if you're going to teach on it. And we bring that up because you have a lot, again, of conspiracy theorists, people, spooked out people that are misinformed. Uh, when they talk about certain, uh, you know, occult uh, organizations, let's say OTO, uh, Rosicrucian Order, et cetera, um, gain the experience and teach from experience. We don't, we don't recommend you teach just based on hearsay and, and again, what you read and heard. Uh, so by all means, we are not promoting that. And speaking of promoting, we do not promote one specific ideology, agenda, uh, teacher, group, organization, or ideology. Um, no one individual or group organization has all of the answers to every question. Uh, if you believe that, then you're going to be easily able to be misled. Uh, so that's what the show is about. <clears throat> that's kind of our background experience or, or mine, and, and I'm sure I'll bring Ravon on here probably just kind of <clears throat> piggyback off of what I said. All right. Greetings, everybody. It's Brother Ravana Noon. Um, as Brother Beniti was saying, uh, the show is occult, left-hand path, um, left-hand path, but coming from the ancient Egyptian comedic perspective, not this uh, twisted, turned uh, perspective that is out there now that is extremely Satanist or anything like that. To make it clear, we're going to make it clear now. Uh, Satanism is another religion. It is, it is not left-hand path. It is essentially another religion. Left-hand path is a philosophy. It's a, it's a way of challenging yourself, deifying yourself, becoming a god. I can't be a god if Lucifer is a god. You understand that? I can't be a, a self-deified entity if Lucifer is a god. Cut that shit out. All right? Um, secondly... Uh, if you're weak-minded, emotional, emotionally unstable, uh, opinionated to the extreme, uh, this show might not be for you, okay? We're not here to massage people's egos. We're not here to massage um, your perspective on life. Uh, if you don't agree, that's a personal issue. That's your personal opinion. I do not care. Beniti does not care about your personal fucking issues. That's your issues of why you like something or not. I don't like this. I don't like that. Well, shit, everybody doesn't like or 
certain things in their life. Does that mean that the end of the world is now here because you voiced your opinion you don't like what we say or, or our opinion? So what? We don't give two shits. We're going off of experience. Based upon our experiences is how we see things, okay? That doesn't mean that this is the end of all answers to everything. We're the only ones correct. Bullshit. Because if that was the case, we would not continue studying, traveling, and learning. Whoever thinks they have all the answers, has all the solutions, what the fuck are you still doing here on the planet Earth? Get the fuck out. This is not a place for you. This is The planet Earth is a school for you to challenge yourself, grow, and transform. And uh, sorry, people, but this is not a way uh, to do it in such a fluffy, loving, fairy dust, crap bullshit um, way, okay? Left-hand path is going to challenge you in every little way that you like or don't like about yourself. Uh, with that, let's take it on and begin. All right, appreciate it. And just one thing to, to, to touch on that you said, Brother Ramano, <clears throat> like like we're saying, uh, to have a, you know, an objective uh, difference of opinion in an intelligent and intellectual way is one thing. But just to be clear, when we say we don't really care about your personal likes and dislikes, just that. The key word is personal. When it becomes personal, it's not intellectual no more. So people tend to get caught up in their personal emotions because you always listen for a person that starts out a sentence with I. Everything is I. I this, I that. So when we say that, we mean when it's a personal thing you don't like. That's just it. That's something you got to deal with on your own. Uh, we, by all means, we don't want nobody programmed like a robot and agreeing. And sometimes we've talked about that on the show, agreeing with everything we say. Because if you go back to when we first started the show, actually uh, August 2014 was our first show. Uh, when I was going back looking in the archives, that's how I know. I was just curious uh, a few days back. Um, for a while, when we would go to the phones and ask questions, we wouldn't get much. People didn't really... Uh, ask questions. It was always the same, oh, oh great show, enjoying the show, you know. Uh, and that's what we don't want. Bring that up. We do want you to ask questions. We do, we do want you to express yourself and, and, and say what's on your mind as long as we can do it in an intellectual way. We can agree to disagree maturely, and that's fine. But when it becomes personal, when you start with all this nonsense, I don't like this, or I think. See, that's the worst way somebody can begin a sentence because Thinking and knowing is two different things. We all think a lot of stuff, but that doesn't mean that it's true. And the hardest person to talk to is somebody that thinks they're completely right and they're 100% wrong. That's like talking to a brick wall. Um, so that's what happens when personal opinion and conjecture gets involved. People's emotions get tied up in it. And because they might have a specific ideology they've been following for a long time or a doctrine or a dogma or whatever it is, and once it kind of crushes the surface of that personal spiritual ideology or system, that's when the emotions get, get, get brought into fruition. And, again, the difference with this path and this spiritual system is it, there's, there's so many different avenues. There's, there's really no definitive definition for it. It's, it's, it's something that's constantly being explored. It's something, as, as Brother Ravana Noon said, you're constantly challenging yourself on this path which always leaves the door open to new experiences, uh, new things that one uh, can, can get themselves involved in. So that's important to understand. That's what we mean when we say that. 
we don't mean, we're not saying that. We don't want you to be a robot. We don't want you, because there's no way in anything, I don't care what you study, quote-unquote, that's spiritual, that you can sit there and say you agree with everything. If you are, then, hell, you just might as well go back into the church and just sit there and get programmed to. Um, so that's what we mean when we say that. So anyway, on to the subject matter. Again, uh, we're not going to keep this show too long this evening due to the uh, ritual tomorrow. Uh, people traveling, things of that nature. Um, actually, I know some people that are traveling right now that you probably won't see on the show regularly uh, that are usually here or actually in flight as we speak. Um, but bottom line is we chose this topic tonight kind of because it's going to tie into uh, what we're doing this weekend to a, to an extent. Uh, it's not going to give away anything because we're definitely not going to do that. Uh, the only way to experience the full benefits of a ritual, especially in this system, is to experience it, not read about it, not get your conspiracy theory videos off of YouTube about it, and not to listen to some charismatic lecturer that captivates your attention because he got all, or he or she got all up in your emotions and you feel good. No, that's not what this path is about. You're going to find out the title of the show, Arab and Eastern Mysticism, uh, mainly all those concepts that fall under what we call Eastern Mysticism. Um, most of your initiatic orders... Uh, most of your most of your esoteric systems, secret societies, philosophies, come from that base system: uh, masonry, shriners, uh, the Rosicrucians, Order Templi Orientis. They all have their roots and origins in Middle Eastern or Eastern mysticism. Uh, one thing we like to focus on the Order of the Assassins, which we did a show on that a couple months back. Uh, a lot of these assassin dark or black brotherhood orders, uh, you know, you see similarities between the brotherhood of Set, as we talked about. We did shows on the Sith, the Sith uh, concept uh, from the Star Wars trilogy, okay? We, 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 we did uh, other orders. Um, we even actually referred to James Wasserman's book, The Assassins. It's a very good book that gets into a lot of these orders uh, that are actually interconnected. Uh, the Assassin Order itself, uh, some of y'all saw the movie that just came out on the video game Assassin's Creed. Uh, though that's based on a video game, when you watch the movie, you will see they took some principles from those orders during the times of the Crusades. Uh, connected to that era during the Templars, uh, they show you the you know, interconnection between what was going on at that time. But long story short, one thing that these orders all have in common, which is critical and key, there's always some foundation of protecting the secrets, of protecting the rituals, of protecting free will. Now, one thing this order, these orders will teach you is what is real or true free will, not, not religious free will in the sense where you're told you have a choice, but then that's followed up with repercussions. That's not free will, okay? And these orders were always bent on protecting that because most religions will tell you you have free will, correct? We all, we all learn that in the, in the, in the uh, kindergarten religious stories. But if you don't choose the preconceived answer that you're supposed to, there's punishment for you exercising your free will. So then that's not free will. It's not free. On this path, you do truly have free will because this path teaches you how to work with those energies. And how you work with those energies is based on perception, how one perceives it 
and puts it into correct spec perspective that makes it work for them. This also eliminates false free will by teaching you what is real morality, what is real uh, 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 principles of those moralities. You can learn that it's personal because what's moral for one individual might not be moral for the other individual. Now, you've had a lot of many dogmas come over the years to teach that they're teaching you to exercise your free will, but there's encoded restriction in that. These orders teach you how to tap into your higher self. They all have similarities in those areas to make you reach certain spiritual heights through many different spiritual methods, whether it's astral traveling, meditation, uh, group rituals, uh, individual rituals. Uh, there's always this symbolicism of constant transformation to better yourself. Uh, now, you'll find in the initiatory system of these rituals, they're done in grades. Now, somebody presented a question last week on the show, which I thought was a great question. Um, if you guys, those that were listening last week, if you remember, somebody had asked the question, is a degree system, do we, they, would ask, they were asking it to me and Brother Ravon Noon, do they think that a degree system is, is uh, necessary in this day and time? And the response to that question was, in, in my opinion, it just depends on what spiritual system we're talking about. So nothing is ever really necessary. The only thing that's ever necessary to an individual is what's personally needed for that individual's necessity. So that's how you should put it into perspective. Because when you say something is completely, absolutely necessary, we're talking about spirituality. We're not talking about oxygen, because without oxygen, you would cease to physically breathe. We're talking on a spiritual level. There's nothing 100% completely necessary or mandatory, because if you accept that, when we're dealing with spirituality, then that kind of now groups its category into religion, and we don't want that. Because then when you start setting boundaries, rules, and restrictions, uh, then we run into this problem. So we can only speak in, in a perspective from experience. Uh, I do think degree systems do work and are effective, uh, especially when, when talking about the things that we're talking about tonight. That's just my perspective. Now, Ron, I don't, I don't know what, what, what your take is on that. Um, do you feel, because I know you didn't really elaborate too much on it last week, do you feel a degree system is, is, is kind of necessary or mandatory in this day and time? Well, I would say I have to concur with some of the things you said. I feel that uh, a degree uh, system or degree order is based upon the individual. And what I mean by that is, if an individual lacks discipline and they've tried everything in their book and their life imaginable to try to bring discipline into their life, then the degree uh -huh. system, a degree order is very beneficial for that kind of individual. If a if an individual is very uh individualistic, they're very uh isolated, um, very solitary, that's fine. But if they're extremely antisocial, Okay, to the extreme that they're almost, you know, um, totally null and void of any social aspect in their life, then sometimes those individuals may need a little um, uh, degree initiation uh, for learning right. camaraderie, learning brotherhood or sisterhood. They may need right. that because right. they, when you come to the extreme of being too antisocial, then you are... Um, really lacking and deficient in certain areas in your life. 
So I would definitely say for those individuals. Other individuals, no, it's not necessary. They've had enough experiences in their life. They've learned enough uh, knowledge and um, transformed that knowledge into wisdom, which is basically applicable knowledge. And they've gained enough experience where they don't need a degree system. So I would say it goes case in point, individual by individual. And that is how I would, you know, look at it. And and if, it, if I was asked, I would, those are the questions I would ask. Well, are you disciplined? Are you right. social or anti-social? I mean, what is the thing right. that, um, you know, you feel that you're lacking or deficient in? Because that will best answer which route a person should take. That's right. Um, you know, some people just don't get it. Like you said earlier, everything is I, 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 and I am this, and I am that, and my testicles are the largest, and my breasts are banging, and, you know, all this great shit. That's fucking lovely, but at the end of the day, their inner kingdom is all fucked up, and they still got mad issues, and they don't address it. They're delusional about it, and all they focus on is how great and wonderful they are. Right. That individual may need a wake-up call, and sometimes going through a serious initiation or ritual will do it for them. Right. And no, hmm? no I'm sorry. Uh, and we've we've had this discussion numerous times over the years um, when talking about you know a degree system. And you mentioned something I thought it was important in in group settings. Um, I, I I I found in my own personal experience, and I, I know you're similar. I find occasionally you need the balancement of both. Um, you can do a lot of individual work, and that's pre- that's probably where your most growth comes in for sure in, in working with yourself, by yourself. Don't get me wrong. Uh, there's probably nothing you can really gauge to that. But to balance the energies out sometimes, you do need – it brings a different vibe and energy when you do it in a collective setting, obviously me, with the right, right individuals. Uh, go let ahead, me, let me add this in as well. Um, when we sometimes as solitary, you know, solid, we do solitary witchcraft or magic, black magic, sorcery, whatever, it's great. It's awesome. It does cause an abundance of growth. But when you sometimes are working with other people, it's a different perspective. Right. And that is an assistance in itself. And what I mean is that when you work with a group of people, now you have other people who can hold the mirror up to yourself or, get, or you can gauge where you're at according to that. Because sometimes, like I said, we're delusional and you need somebody else to check you on your bullshit, okay? And sometimes people choose to be solitary individualistic not because, oh, you know, I grow more because I'm – no. They do that because they are delusional. And they don't want to hear people critique their bullshit. So they seek to run from that. And in essence, what I learned is what a difference it is to really say this is my brother. I'm not speaking of blood familial brothers. I'm talking about my brother and then just, what up, bro, in the street. Okay. Right. There is a major difference between those two. And when you go through a degree system, you understand the difference between a real brother and those who claim to be a brother or a real sister and those who claim to be a sister. That's, that's because correct. Because 
what you face, you learn that. And we said this, I think, two, three weeks ago uh, on the Dr. Strange show that we did. It's what you learn in in those situations. It's not always about you. Now, listen, let me say this closely. It is about you because everything in your life revolves and begins with you. Nothing starts until you take that first step, and nothing ends until you take that last step. However, when I say it's not all about you or always about you, is that what you will learn is that in your journey, there is a difference on the left-hand path between caring and delusional caring. What do I mean by that? When you're on the left-hand path, you learn the difference between somebody who's really a brother or sister, who's true, who's gained the experiences, similar experiences as you, you can gauge them as somebody who you can literally care for. Delusional caring, the right-hand path mentality, is I care for everybody. I love the world. Let me hug you because we're all one. We're connected. You are so lovely. Peace is beautiful. Peace, love, and that's delusional caring. You cannot save the world. You can try to care for everybody, but that's delusional because you literally cannot, and you'll find out in due time in your journey why I say you can't care for everybody. Because not everybody wants to be cared for, and not everybody gives two shits if you care about them, okay? So you learn that shit. But when you go through this degree system, you learn that. See, the ancient assassins, or the hashashin, as they would say in Arabic, right, which is where you get the word hashish from, okay, by the way, for those who like that shit. However, the hashashin, or the assassins, they learned the truth about brotherhood. Because they went through certain trials and tribulations to see who could be trusted and who couldn't, okay? Now you know this person got your back because they went through the same trial and tribulation you went, and you understand what it is to have some real sense of honor and respect and caring. Right. Whereas when you are solitary, you really do not understand any sense of honor or caring if you're running from social settings. Correct. So, you know, when we look at this whole perspective, that's what I learned about the, you know, Assassin's Brotherhood, Arab, or Eastern mysticism, is that when you go through these initiatic orders, you learn what it means to put your trust in another brother. That doesn't mean that you stop being a god. That doesn't mean you're not a deified individual. That means you identify that this individual going through trials, tribulations as well, have taken the steps to become a deified individual in themselves. Does that mean I'm the only God? No. Cut that shit out. That's what we mean by delusions. Being delusional. You know, I deify myself. Now what? Nobody else is a God? Well, if they're on the same path, yes. Some people will have deified themselves and re-raise themselves to that level through experience, through works, and, you know, trials and tribulations. So you have to understand, when we bring up a topic like this, 
it's, it's we bring it up because we're trying to give people a circumference, a large circumference of different aspects, perspectives that you will encounter on your journey, especially a journey on the left-hand path. That uh-huh. is why we do it, because if you only come from one perspective, for example, Benita and I have had this conversation plenty of times. The reason why for individuals it seems like, man, you guys do various different kinds of rituals. You did some with Baron Semdi, you know, the Voodoo, Voodoo perspective. You did stuff with the Ogun, the Santeria perspective. You did stuff with the Igun, the ancestral perspective. You've done stuff, you know, with Kali, the uh, Dravidian Hindu perspective. Why? Simple. Never get too comfortable in any one thing. And the more different avenues and and, uh, aspects you learn, the more diverse and the larger your consciousness expands, the more wisdom and understanding you get because you start to see how these archetypes, how some of these uh, workings are in some way, some shape, form, or fashion interconnected. Are they exactly the same? Never. But they are, they do have similarities, and when you learn to tie or connect the dots, all those workings can expand your consciousness and help your growth and take you to another level than before. Correct. But you can't be afraid or so stubborn and so conditioned to say, well, voodoo's the only way, or voodoo's the only way. Really? Well, have you ever tried A, B, C, D, F, G through Z? How do you know that's the only way? And how do you, oh, because of tradition. Oh, because of culture. Well, let me tell you two things about tradition and culture. Tradition sucks, and culture keeps you bound. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, according to cross-cultural psychology, you have two main kind of societies. You have individualistic societies and collectivist societies. Now, A collectivist society is a traditional culture such as African, certain Asian, Native American, where everything is relied and looked upon for the betterment of the group. Now, here's the problem with that. You can't be afraid to go and dissect your own culture and traditions to see the deficiencies or the benefits. Now, let's say African, Native American, things like that, because they're very similar in, in their cultural traditions. It's a very collectivist society where you basically sacrifice your individual success and needs for the betterment of the group. Sound familiar? Well, that's because that's the, that's, that mentality is very African, Native American, very indigenous around the world. The problem with that is if certain individuals are kept down for the betterment of the, of the tribe, then how can you ever really raise up past the conditions of the past if everybody has to be the same and it's shunned upon that an individual is striving and raising to the top? You understand what I mean by that is that if that individual is allowed to raise to the top and they learn and expand their consciousness and wisdom, they can come back to the collectivist or the group and bring new wisdom and understanding that can help the collectivists expand their consciousness, that can help them in their path. But individualistic, 
cares about their immediate family and themselves. Now, what does that mean? That means I care about mom, dad, grandma, you know, the close people right there, and about myself, okay? So you have to ask yourself, which mentality am I still stuck under? Because in today's world and society, the individualistic path is actually the path that we have been under in society now. But the collectivists fight against it, which is why most of the collectivist societies are what? Poor, broke, and suffering. Of course, oppression. Oppression and all these things, yeah, but oppression can only be put upon a people if their mentality allows it to happen. And let me say something and real quick it, on that since mm-hmm. you're on that. I'm sorry, before I forget. And, and dealing, dealing with these orders, remember, that was another reason why these brotherhoods, sisterhoods, and, and, and quote-unquote these dark orders, order of the assassins, the machine, all these things that we're talking about were formed. Because remember, at that time, there was just that. There was forced oppression on people. Now, keep in mind, during the Crusades, you know, you're dealing with a period of time where if you didn't basically agree, uh, you were considered then heretic. You were, you know, to the point, drastic shit like hung, burned at the stake. Because the oppression was tried, was forced on the masses. So this was another reason why some of these orders were formed. There was an economic, you know, aspect to it because they felt like, uh, you know, the powers that be, quote, unquote, whether it was established governments, political systems, and religious systems uh, were trying to, you know, have the upper edge on the masses. And, and that, I'm sure, sounds familiar because what was going on back then obviously is still going on today. So they kind of, you know, it's kind of like the old Robin Hood adage, you know, steal from the rich, give to the poor. So there was, there was that aspect uh, to it because these things were formed and put together, you know, based on all of those things, financially, spiritually, uh, it's connected. And you'll see even today when we talk, we, 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 we make it crystal clear to be successful on this path, you can't negate that aspect of it. And that's why we've done Actually, we've had uh, Brother Sharif on a couple of times, who that's his area of specialty. And we, we did a series of shows, can, can being broke affect your spirituality? And most definitely it can. And the bottom line is when you don't have that balancement between the both, and you'll find these, these quote-unquote members of these groups, they became elite on all levels. And that's important not to negate because, they also felt that if you were connected uh, from a financial aspect and, and it was done in a certain way, when I say a certain way, uh, their wealth was obtained a certain way and they distributed it a certain way. And they believed in having their own economic system and doing things, uh, not the way that mainstream would force them. This all sounds familiar. When you do the, re- when you do the research, then you wind up saying to yourself, shit, not much has changed. From back then till now, it's just presented a little bit. Technology gives the illusion that things have changed, but it really has not changed. So beating what we call or, 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 or trying to overcome the oppressor was key in these orders. Um, because when you see, quote, unquote, what was taught, it would, quote, unquote, not fall in line with mainstream. So it would be considered something that was, you know, not acceptable. Uh, so this yep. is important to understand because I bring this all up. This is no different than the path 
that we've been talking about from day one. It's the same thing. This path is not accepted mainstream. Um, these things are not quote unquote accepted in, in certain circles as being normal. Uh, because when you, Ravana Noon in the intro had mentioned, when people hear left hand path, they think unfortunately of Satanism and Satanism has nothing to do with left hand path. And the problem is, unfortunately, the two have become connected because if somebody sits and turns to you and says, well, if we're saying that left-hand path has nothing to do with that, why are there so many people out there, quote-unquote, and mainly European Satanists, calling themselves left-hand path? It's not. Because left-hand path is just a symbolic term that means not going with the norm, going against the grade, right? What are Satanists really going against? As Ravana Noon said, it's basically a religion because they still look at Lucifer and Satan and the devil as some external god to the point where this, they sound even more religious than religious people with hail Satan and hail Lucifer. And I mean, that is just comical. Open the gates of hell. Yeah. Yeah. Open the gates of hell. That is just even more comical than, than religious. And I'll be honest with you. Some of them are even more religious than Christians. So there's nothing left hand path about it because it's just a system. The whole system of Satanism is basically based on the principle of mocking Christianity. That's it. And when I say what I say, because we're going to do a show a couple of weeks from now after the ritual, we mentioned it last week, called Deconstruction and Reconstruction. Basically, what Satanism did was basically deconstruct religion and then reconstruct it with their own interpretation. That's not left-hand path. That's something entirely different. Now, the deconstruction, reconstruction process is, but when you reconstruct something, you're supposed to form it into something entirely different. So they entirely. really didn't re yeah, entirely. They have not really reconstructed anything. They've just made something adverse. So that needs to be said because that's not the same thing. And, uh, and unfortunately, some people get too, you know, confused. Um, and the reason why we always tie it in and connect it to the origin of ancient Egypt is because a lot of these spiritual practices, techniques that you see in a lot of these spiritual systems, just like everything else on the planet, had its connection and origin in ancient Egypt. So we, we, we make sure we make that distinction. It's very important um, because, unfortunately, when you, when you say certain terms, people are pre-programmed. Another thing I want to throw in real quick before I forget, I just want to make this clear. It's very important. We've gotten, oh, I've gotten emails, uh, I'm sure Brother Ravana Noon, uh, throughout the week, uh, you know, about the ritual tomorrow, people trying to, you know, dig and find out what's going to happen. You're not going to find out. So don't even waste your time. Don't ask no questions. All I can tell you is it's nothing you've ever done before. Trust me when I tell you that. Okay, so just want to make it clear. Ain't, ain't going to be no drumming. Ain't going to be no sitting around. You're going to go through some shit. You're going, to, you're going to go through an initiation. It's a participation ritual. That's the best thing I can tell you. So don't send no more emails. You're wasting your time. Don't ask no questions tomorrow. You're wasting your time. Okay. All I can say is if you walk the path, we're going to see how you walk the path. So I just want to make that crystal clear. There's none, don't, don't, none of the slick stuff. It's about experience. And this is also, I bring that up because these are what these orders are about. Okay. Every individual that has walked this path has had to be tried, proven, and worthy. Let me say that again. Every individual that has walked this path has had to be tried, proven, and worthy. 
You don't just wake up and get a title. You see, you can do that in bullshit circles, you know, where you can buy titles and, and names and, and stature and, you know, because let, let's use European masonry for an example. Those guys basically just buy titles. They don't really know shit. They don't walk through anything. Same thing with Eastern stars. When you talk about the quote-unquote uh, Masonic Eastern star aspect of it. Uh, when you deal with the occult, like I said, day one, we've said this. You can go back and listen to some of the earliest shows we did. You can't bullshit your way on this path. Trust me, at some point, you will be tested and tried to see and proven worthy if you are what you say you are. just want to make that crystal clear. So this is not about, you know, I, I, I'm waking up one day. You know, we didn't do this. Me and Ravana Noon didn't get up one day and say, you know what, I want to play. I want to play Dark Occultist today, Dark Magician. As I said before, you can do that. You can play Muslim. All you got to do is put on the Jalibiyah, the Tagia, and you could be a female and, and, and put on the Thalub and the face veil. And, and, yeah, you can make your five prayers a day. And, and to, the, to the person on the outside, oh, man, you look very beautiful, very spiritual. You're a good practicing Muslim. Okay, you can do that. You can play Christian, go to church every week, Carry your Bible under your arm. You can yell your hallelujahs, praise the Lord. To the person on the outside, I say, man, that's a, that's a really spiritual, good Christian. You got the masses fooled. You can play the, uh, you know, the Egyptian, Ifa, Kemetic conscious, African thing. You, know, you can throw on all the dashikis you want, all the African beads and braids and, you know, and all the alafias, and that's great. You know, be proud of your culture. But you might have people fooled externally. The difference on this path, you can put on all the pentagrams you want. You can put on all the occult symbols you want, some pendants you want. Problem is, <laughs> there comes a point where you're going to be tried, proven, and worthy. That's it. That's the, that's the best thing I can tell you. So I would meditate and reflect on that. Um, but if you've come to previous rituals before uh, that we've done, it's not going to be any of that. Trust me when I tell you that. So I'm going to leave that there. Uh, we kind of chose this topic this evening because it's in relation to what we're doing. Um, initiatic orders. You hear this term. Let's talk about this real quick, Brother Ravana Noam. You hear the term, an initiatic order is just what it sounds like. Obviously, the word initiatic has root in the word initiation. What is an initiation? Okay, one must go through a process to be what? initiated you don't just come and show up poof and you know i read a few things or you told me a few things now i'm an initiate initiate has to be initiated and there's a process in that uh there's a challenge in that on all levels so one initiation is for the purpose of bringing out the divine or the best in an individual these assassin orders did that on all levels and one individual would always first and foremost, have to gain acceptance based on, one, meeting qualifications, you understand, two, overcoming obstacles and challenges, and three, mastering them. This is the guideline, the base, the foundation. You're going to see the similarity in, in a lot of these particular orders that you research. So this is why when we say it's time to do the work, not just talk about it, you understand, you see, you see that phrase on all the, all the – uh, text that you get about the show, right? You, you think we do that shit just for fun? When we say it's time to do the work and not just talk about it? 
Well, guess what, people? It's time to do the work now. The work is here. Let's see who wants to do the work. Well, let's see who's religious, who thinks that they're so dark and occultist, but they're still deeply down inside religious and they may not be aware of it. Well, this will help you with that. If that's you and you're not sure, <clears throat> this is going to help you with that. So this is what we mean. It's time, time to work. Time, as they say, what they, what they say, but what we used to say back in the day during, during the 80s and 90s, hip-hop era, time to get busy. And that what we used to say? Yep. Back, well, guess what, people? This is, it's time to get busy, man. That, that, that's what's going on right now. So put in the work. Let's see what you got. And we go from there. Um, always at the end, it's always based, there should be some growth. Um, and, and, and this is why when the earlier question that we were talking about, Brother Vonanun, uh, this is why one of the reasons why I feel, quote, unquote, is a benefit from a degree system. Because um, as we talked about last week, I, I don't think you can cram too much of something at one time to every individual. It doesn't work. Now, granted, some can take more than others. We've witnessed that. Uh, we talked about last week when, per se, we did our Masonic initiations. We did um, three degrees in one night, and we was in that motherfucker for about 17, 18 hours. Now, I don't think everybody can handle that. Uh, you understand what I'm saying? Some were able to. I'll be honest with you, I didn't even really care for it because it just, for for particular reasons, I think it takes away from the spiritual growth aspect of it. So I think in that case or scenario, a degree system can be beneficial because when broken down in degrees, it gives the initiate, the candidate, more time to absorb the ritual. Now, the reason why I say that is, is because, remember, the subconscious mind as it's always working and constantly absorbing, sometimes you don't absorb right at the moment. Not everybody does. Now, some people do. They're able to correlate the symbolisms, the signs, uh, and they're able to put a lot of things into perspective right on the spot. Some people have that gift. Don't get me wrong. But there are others that don't. It takes them a while. Sometimes they have to sit after it's all done, and it may take a day, two weeks, three weeks. Some, some people have come back to me and they said, man, Something they did five, six, six months ago, they just came to the realization of what that was about or represented. So these are areas that I feel and a degree system can be, to me personally, beneficial. Um, because, again, we can't, you can't, it's hard to gauge how everybody is going to put it into perspective. You understand what I'm saying? So it just depends. Like you said earlier, Brother Ravon, it, it also highly depends on what spiritual system we're talking about. I think that's critical yep. too, you know, so that, that definitely plays a large role. But in this, what we're getting ready to do or what people that are participating tomorrow are getting ready to do, you definitely need a degree system for this. So and Let me yeah. let me also add this, hon, because um, I'm sure some people have thought this. Well, what are we being initiated into? Nothing. Nothing. I'll just say it like that. You're being <laughs> initiated into the experience of what an initiation is so that you can understand what other individuals have gone through who've been initiated long before you. For thousands right. of years, people have gone through an initiatic system, whether it's the temporary, uh, the mystery schools or the mystery schools of Egypt, of mm -hmm. Mexico, of South America, of Asia. There was always some initiatic system that people Correct. had to go through in order to get the mysteries, Okay. You're going to experience that. You're not joining anything. You're not down with a social club. You're none of that crap. 
You're just getting the experience of what it feels like to actually go through that so you can understand what thousands of people went through before you for thousands of years before you even existed. That's right. And it's a humbling experience to realize, well, damn, hundreds of thousands of millions of people have gone through this before I ever did, and my ass thought I was too fucking righteous, too great, too arrogant to to go through something myself because I thought I was the greatest and I had it all figured out. No. Uh You're just going to learn what it's like for those people way before you who went through it. Now, Arab mysticism, why is that important to understand? When you go through Hollywood, right, and they're sometimes delusional movies and sometimes movies with truth but hidden by lies, okay? One thing you will always notice is that the Arabs always were there guarding some kind of mystery, whether it was in Egypt, whether it was in uh, Arabia, whether it was in Iraq or any place like that. Now, I'm not talking about modern-day Muslims. I'm not talking about these fundamentalists and things of that nature. That's, That's total extreme religious crap. I'm talking about these Muslims who were really, in reality, veiling themselves as Muslims to protect the secrets of the mystery schools that came long before they did, okay? And they, a lot of them belonged to sacred orders or secret orders, whether it was Sufi orders that was more modern day in time or more recent or the Hashashin or Assassin Orders, most of them belong to an order, and they protected these secrets. How do you think, people, by the way, that a lot of Europeans got this knowledge? It, 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 this knowledge was passed to them through Moors and others who belonged to sacred orders that were a part of Arab mysticism. And they gave them bits and pieces of this, information or knowledge initiated some of them so that they could have bits and pieces of this knowledge to work with. However, they they had these schools and these orders to protect certain systems that they knew could be misinterpreted or played with to actually enslave people, which still happens to this day. But it's important to understand that because yep. – When you look at the Arab mysticism and you look at Arabia, you have a system right there in Arabia that looks religious, but it's really initiation taking place, but it looks religious to the world when people do their hajj or their pilgrimage. I'll just leave it like that. Understand that's really not what's happening. It just appears to that because it's watered down and has become religion, but in actuality, it's an initiation that's taken place for those who correct. really know and understand it. So when, you, when we call on or we speak about this Arab mysticism, we're not glorifying the religion. We're not glorifying anything religious. What we're doing is trying to show you how this Arab mysticism has been utilized by all these initiatic orders for hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years to utilize a way to impart certain systems or 
tools of information that can help a person grow. And to do that, they were tried, tested, and proven, proven to be worthy. And it's like Brother Benidi alluded to, it's nothing like you've encountered before. Everything you've encountered before was, I would say, lack of a better word, a more spiritual ritual. This is taking you on a whole nother level. Okay? This is not the the dancing and and the drumming. This is not. Now we're going to see what your mind is made of. Are you silly putty or are you not? (laughs) True indeed. What I want to also address, I want to back up on something you said. You use the word, and you hear this term, the mystery schools. And I want to talk about Duma 730 just typed in something in and he must got ESPN, brother, because we, yeah, we was good. Yeah, That's the next thing. Watched, we were going to go into watching the, the NFL draft for us, brother. Yeah. Yeah, matter of fact, yeah, let me know when they get to the Giants. Who, do, who did the Bears yeah. take in the second pick? Uh, uh, they, they took uh, the quarterback, Mitchell Trubus, Trubisky, Trubisky, whatever the fucking guy's name is. Wow. Mitchell Trubisky. Over, overrated. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'll be tuning into that when I get off. Um, you hear that term, the mystery schools. Well, it's only a mystery to those that don't know. See, the difference is when you're on the outside looking in, that's why it's referred to a mystery. But when you have now engulfed yourself in it and become an initiate, it's no longer a mystery. So instead of looking on the outside and say, oh, that looks mysterious, right? The word mystery has root in the word mysterious. Mysticism. These are all phonetically the same word. Well, one now becomes a mystic. They are now a mystic because it's not mysterious to them, but it's mystical or they become a mystic to others now that are not aware of who and what they are. You hear this term, what is a mystic, right? You hear this term. Because that's a title given to some people that belong to certain orders. But look at it in its totality. It explains itself. So when we say a mystery, it's only a mystery to those that don't know. That's it. That's simple. It's not even that deep. Now, the Sufi sect. Let's talk about this. Like uh, Brother Doom and 30 typed in just a couple minutes ago, the Mummy movie, and, and Brother Ravana Noon mentioned Hollywood. The Mummy movie had a black Sufi sect in it. That's correct. The Prince of Persia, if anybody remembers that movie that came out a few years back, they had the Hashem Brotherhood in there. And you saw them. They were basically a Sufi sect that were all black, the bells. And they practiced a form of black magic. Yep. Now, we bring this up because as there's something key that Ravana Noon just said. These, a lot of these groups, because you see some overtones, quote-unquote, with one would term Islam or religion, on the surface, it, it creates the illusion purposely. But in essence, it has nothing to do with that. Now, speaking of Sufism, for those that are familiar with Sufism, and we are, trust me, because we studied it for years, practiced it for years. Um, well, I'll leave that. I'll leave that there. I was about to but let me let me leave that on the table. Um, yeah. You will find out that the core principles of Sufism have nothing to do with Islam. There are some groups of Islam today that, if you are a Sufi. They don't really consider you a Muslim because... Yeah, they consider you a heretic and everything. Correct. Correct. Because of dealing with some of the spiritual practices. So this is why we we chose, because this is a path, that's part of this. This is why we chose 
you know, to go into this area because there's so many overtones and influences of this now that let's, let's now tie it and bring it up into modern day time. What do we mean? When you look at the Shriner Order, the Shriner Order is based on Arab and Eastern mysticism. And anybody that knows or that is a Shriner knows that. Even those that might just be familiar with the uh, Shriners uh, can see that by just looking at it from the outside. When you look at Freemasonry, there's so many connections to Eastern mysticism and Egypt uh, on the principles. Uh, the Rosicrucian order, they tell you it's an ancient you know, Egyptian initiatic type of order. Uh, they don't, that's actually in their, in their, actually, their creed and their model. They don't, they don't even pretty much disguise that. So all of these orders, I'm saying, we're, we're talking about something that goes back in. Now, if you go back and pay attention when we did the, or, the show on the Sith and the Assassins, we kind of tried, we took you through various different points in history and connected this shit for you. You understand? Which all of it really has its root and origin in the brotherhood and sisterhood of Seth, which is a whole other story. And believe me, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're taking it back there. Let me, uh, let me also say? add this part. Let me add this part. Um, for those who deal a lot with the African traditions, you're, you're asking yourself, well, how is that a part of the African system? Well, anybody knows who's gone through Santeria, Ifa, Lukumi, Vodan, Voodoo, Palo, Palo Mayembe, Palo Monte, whatever. Fancy, which is like Puerto Rican Voodoo, there's always an initiatic system. Uh-huh. The shit's been around longer than you could imagine. Okay? Now, why I brought that up is simple. Because what happens is that you get this modern-day interpretation or mentality that... um you know, I'm greater than any initiation. That may be true. I can't take that away from you if that's your opinion. However, these things were done for a reason. Because when you go through a certain initiation, you learn to be humble. And you learn this one maxim or saying, those who know don't say, and those who say, don't know. That's always been correct. So you have to understand something. Those people who are running at the mouth claiming they know all this shit but never been initiation really don't know. And those who know really are not going to say. And that's important to understand because when you look at modern-day Santeria, modern-day Palo, modern-day Voodoo, Haitian Voodoo in particular, New Orleans Voodoo, it's very Masonic. There's very uh, strong Masonic Shriner influence in those traditions. Why? Because prior to the engagement or contact between those two systems, Africans already had similar systems that gave birth to all those systems. So it's almost like you're refining what the modern-day version of, a, of your older system is and how it's shaped up today. And you say, oh, this is our shit, so we can utilize some of this. This, this is why when you deal with the gay day of Vudan, of Voodoo, why do you think Baron Samdi is dressed in a fucking tux? Huh? Where the hell in Africa did they wear tuxes? I'm not talking about the movie Coming to America either, though that was one of my favorite movies. I'm not talking about that shit. That's modern day you know, shit. You, you, you know they're making a sequel to that, right, which is probably going yeah. to ruin it. 
Which yeah, I, I heard about. I don't, it. Yeah, I don't understand that. But anyway. Yeah. So, it, I'm not talking about the modern day version through that movie. No, I'm talking about in ancient times. Where did they wear a tux? They did it. That concept got into uh, voodoo in Haiti and in New Orleans through masonry. Okay. <sighs> Because masonry is very involved in funerary rites. Masonry deals with the opening of the mouth ceremony and the awakening of Osar or Osiris or Osar. Okay? Mm-hmm. The whole initiation, okay, the initiation with the passing and the raising or the entrance, the passing and the raising is all influenced by the Osarian resurrection rites and mm-hmm. the Satuch the set or satuch rites, okay, is very influenced by that. The Wudan Jade perspective is very influenced by the set rites. I'm going into this because you're going to start understanding for those who are participating why. It's very influenced by the set or satuch rites, okay? And when you deal with certain aspects or traditions in, with the Gede or, or the Gede, in Haitian voodoo and New Orleans voodoo, you find out there's certain order that they actually will tell you they trace back to the order of set within that whole uh, gay day perspective. So you got to understand, when we do this, we, we connect in the dots for people to understand um, from experience so that people can get an experience perspective of what it was and what it means to be initiated, and your consciousness will expand on a whole nother level. It's not always about making you feel good and making you feel superior and great because you contact your ancestors and, and the drums, you know, opened you up. There's other ways to open you up, and now you'll find out why and how. So, exactly. Exactly, and, and, and that's a good point. Um you know, experience, obviously, the, you hear that terminology, experience, you know, is the best teacher. Um, that's a creed I think people should live by because we've found over the years, and I've found over the years in, in, in my travels, that there's a lot of bullshit artists, people out there. And, you know, I have people that come up to me all the time, you know, yeah, you know, blah blah blah, this and that, and, and you can kind of smell it from a mile away because when you've been doing it for a while, you know, like when we, people hear when, they, when you hear us talking about masonry, for an example, and Brother Ravon just clarified it, we ain't we ain't those fluffy type of masons. It ain't got nothing to do with what you think Freemasonry is, and that's why we brought a few weeks back to Brother Leonard Bokoran. He he kind of clarified that. You understand uh, those that quote unquote practice the black arts, they don't practice the same type of quote unquote masonry that you would think the average, uh, let's say, quote unquote mason practices. Um, but you can smell people from a mile away when they when they fall shit, you know. And sometimes, you know, when you got diarrhea of the mouth. See, I one thing I always learned a long time ago: you can learn from a fool. Sometimes you learn a lot from a fool by just keeping your mouth quiet and just let them continue to talk. Just let them keep talking and keep talking, and you learn a lot. You can learn from a fool. And I don't think some people have, you know, or or fully grasp uh, that technique. 
And this is why, again, as I've said on, on this path, you, you can't play that in this arena because there comes a time where, as we're talking about now, about showing improving worth. Um, and that's just the reality of it. Um, you can't buy your way through it. Let me also say this real quick while it hit my mind before we start taking calls, right? Can you keep a secret? That, I think people do not understand the importance of keeping a secret. Uh, you know, there's this old saying, loose lips and chips. Now, uh, do people really understand that? Can you keep a motherfucking secret? You know what I would bet? A lot of motherfuckers can't. True. Okay? They can't. They can't keep a secret because they have diarrhea of the mouth. As Brother Benitez said, most individuals I've met have a diarrhea of the mouth. They don't know when to shut up. They over-talk. And I say, when I'm listening to them, I say, I ain't telling them shit. Sometimes I'll stop myself from saying anything to them because I see how much they ramble, and I realize they're not really paying attention, so I'm not telling them anything. (laughs) Hey, and what's the true? If you want to know if you're the di- if you're the person that's got diarrhea in the mouth, well, here's a real simple way to know. If you ever find yourself when you deal with people all the time that you're the one that's always constantly talking, bingo! Guess what? Yep. You are the individual. Do you ever ever you ever around some individual and say, "Damn, why I gotta do all the talking all the time? Why yep. every time I'm around this motherfucker, they just don't say nothing?" Well, guess what? Yep. That person realized you got diarrhea in the mouth, and like Ravana Noon just said. Some individuals can't keep a secret, so they know if they listen long enough, you're gonna spill the beans, you're gonna give up the goods, and then yep. we gotta address we gotta address another group of people. Some, then we got we used to call this back in the day. You remember this back in the day, and and some of the male brotherhoods. Pillow and we talking? got some, pillow talkers, man. Yeah, we got some brothers. Yeah, pillow, them niggas right they, there. They pillow talkers. What do we mean by pillow talkers? They can't get keep a nice a shot of ass, and they open their yeah. mouth, running everything. Yeah. They come home from a ritual, you know, they, 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 they come to their, their female companion, female companion puts it on them just so they can get some pillow talk. <laughs> you got some of those people. You know, how do you know if you are, quote, unquote, person that's a pillow talker? Real simple. If you find yourself talking about shit you shouldn't be talking about right after you busted a nut, bingo, guess what? You're a pillow talker. <laughs> pillow talker. <laughs> You are a pillow talker. So this stuff is important to know because this all ties yeah. into this, this specific. Uh, you know, <laughs> let, me, let me just say this one last comment, bro. <laughs> if you, if you um, are one of these conscious coons and all these other idiots that we've seen on YouTube and anywhere else, if you do a whole lecture on nothing, like you just literally do a whole three hours – four-hour lecture or video and you really said not a goddamn thing, uh, safe to say you either can't keep a secret or you just a pillow talker, okay? Because you you are an extreme version of diarrhea of the mouth. I done heard like 20-ass dudes on YouTube, and it's always dudes. It's not, it's not a lot of females. It's always dudes, right? And they always over talk. It's like, dude, shut the fuck up. Get to the point. I don't know if people have not uh, ever noticed. I'll find Benini and myself when we do classes together. 
outside of that, most of our videos are like 30, 40 minutes. What the fuck am I going to spend two hours telling you some shit for? <laughs> I'm just saying. Two hours that's because, of that's what? because, brother, you got to feed your ego, brother. You got to show people yeah, that you're exactly so what deep. It is. So let me do a four-hour lecture, a three-hour video, because I want to show everybody how yeah. much shit I know. Come on. How man. arrogant and how fucking uh, extreme I am. That is fucking excessive shit. Do you not understand? Outside of this show and video, we do not talk a lot. That's why when people have come to rituals, we don't, they don't understand. We're not being rude. We're not trying to fucking diss you. But after we do a ritual, it's done. We don't want fucking talk about nothing else. Okay? It's over. No spiritual information, no knowledge, no wisdom, none of that shit we want to talk about. We want to talk about, okay, what are we going to eat? All right, who won the game tonight? You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, yo, what do you ass. think about this? You know, ass. So, yeah, look no, what, at this. What, what, what ass? What ass you going to get later? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. We don't want to talk about, oh, well, you know, what happened to me, um, you know, at the rich was, um, you know, my left toe was twitching and it caused my nipple to harden. Was, was that the spirits there? I don't yeah. know. Ask the spirit. Did he squeeze your titties? Why are you asking me? I'm not. I, I don't care at that point. Okay. That's for you to deal with. Now let me say this on that. The reason why there's a method in that. That's one. I want people to be crystal clear on that. Because what happens is we do that. That's done intentionally because give it, let it sink in for a minute. Let yep. give it some time to marinate. The problem is the worst thing you can do is by partaking in any type of ritual, try to just conceptualize it all right there on the spot. Yeah. Even though you might be picking up key points. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you can't pick up key points. Uh, there are things that are going to happen in the moment that you can connect with and relate to. Don't get me wrong. That's going to happen. But the overall totality, don't jump the conclusion. So when you tend to shift the energy, like Brother Ravana Numa was saying, you, you say, well, I don't understand how that works. How do you go from a highly spiritual, ritualistic environment and then to just a kill back, kick back, chill, uh, unrestricted, just loose environment? That's because the energy needs to be changed up. And there's a methodology in that that you may not realize at the time, but it's very effective, you understand? And it helps the experience that you just participated in to kind of marinate. So it's very helpful to just change up the energy completely and push it in an entirely different different direction for it to marinate. Even though we're making jokes about it, just having fun, because, you know, that's what, that's what we do. That's how we teach and do this show. That's just our style. Um, we yeah, like to make humor. But that, an example is, like, you just took a two-hour test for school. You finish it. You're done. Class is over. The semester is over. You don't fucking want to talk about that class no more. It's done. It's <laughs> over. I don't care. It does. That's right. You understand? That's right. Same kind of mentality that we're trying to, you know, pass off here. It's not that we're being rude or condescending or anything else. It's simple. Is that if you start to overthink things, you are backfiring what you just did. Because when you try to figure shit out right away instead of letting it marinate and let, and let it build naturally where it comes up to the surface and shit will come forth, then what you're doing is trying to over-intellectualize and overthink what you just did, and now you're not right. letting the process take place. Correct. 
And you know, you, you, you know what that ties into? And this is why some people ask me this over the years. We, we do this all the time. This is my favorite when you're doing a class. All right, this is going to be the last question. This is my favorite. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this, is going, yeah, this is going to be the last question. After this, we're going to, we're going to shut down. And please, no questions after this because uh, yeah. the mind's another mode. We tell people no more. Don't you know no more than two minutes after that? The class yeah, is here over. comes somebody strolling along. Uh, uh, Brother uh, Benedi, um, yeah, uh, um, I got a question. I got a question. Yeah. <laughs> Brother Benedi, what does it mean when – hold on, son. I'm exactly. trying to be rude, but when we were having a question and answer for him here, in the class. That was the time to ask. Right now, my main focus is what the fuck am I going to eat? Where are we going after this? I'm not concerned about, I'm I'm packing shit up, and I'm hearing you. But you know what that shit sounds like to me? Remember the Charlie Brown cartoon? Yeah, womp, 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 And I'm packing the bag up. Like, I'm just going to yes you to death. Uh-huh. Womp, 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 Uh-huh. That's exactly what it is. Exactly. Because you look, you cannot be too extreme with the shit. And this this becomes a problem in a lot of circles because some people become so extreme to the point where they don't enjoy life. Right? You you see some people that don't enjoy anything about life because they've mastered everything's gotta be spiritual and you know, and then they're so busy finding something wrong with everything, and this is why they're miserable, because they don't enjoy any aspect of life. They're always looking for the conspiracy and everything. You can't do this. Oh, that's this. You can't eat that, because if you eat that, you're going to die. And, oh, this is genetically modified. There's no enjoyment in life, brother. Everything I mean, is fucked I mean, up. I mean, look, I've said this before. You go back on old shows. We did a, we did a show on that. People were asking questions. Yeah, but what about the GMF and... They're poisoning the water and they're genetic, genetically modifying the food. That ain't nothing new. What do you yeah. think? You're just, find, you're just finding out about it now. That shit's exactly. been, been happening. Exactly. What do you think? Everything you get at Whole Foods and Fresh Market, that all that stuff is 100% organic just because it says no, organic no. on it? Okay, no. I told you all, you all just saw the lawsuit. Whole Foods got a huge lawsuit because they've been importing a lot of shit from China, quote, unquote, that they've been saying is organic. And fools been running in there just because they think they're eating organic, okay? And it's not really organic. And I'm, look, I'm not saying eat good and don't take care of yourself. That's not what I'm saying. But in all of this conspiracy, and, and I'm not saying they've been genetically, we know they've been uh, inducing animals with hormones for years to speed up their growth so they can slaughter them and put them on the shelf. We know they've been putting preservatives and chemicals. How do you think a shelf yeah. life of a fool yeah. We, we done heard this shit since the 80s, 90s. 80s. 80s. But, here, but here's the deep thing. Nobody ever looks at it this way. Having said all that, they're poisoning the water. They're doing this to the fruit. They're doing this to the meat. They're doing this to that. Blah, 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 blah. What is that also confirmation of? People look at me like, huh? All right, this has been being done for years, correct? What is it also confirmation of? What is the flip side to that? It hasn't worked. Okay, because we're still here. Okay, we're still multiplying. I'm not saying it hasn't affected nobody. Don't get it twisted, because everybody, you know, absorbs things differently. But if they've been trying all these things on us for years, it's also confirmation. If they got to keep coming up with ways, it just also is a test. Right, but it's also a testament to how strong you are. 
You exactly. understand? You know, you hear that thing, yeah, we hear that cliche, what, what can't kill you only makes you stronger. But it's also a testament to how strong you are. Remember, exactly. if you believe that there's duality to everything in the universe, you got to look at everything. It's not just one way to look at everything. So we went through that a while back. And I look, man, I, I mean, I, I can't even sugarcoat it. I just get, like, fucking nauseated when I talk to conspiracy theory people because it just it's too extreme for me. You know, everything, if it's not that, then it's everything, why everything is wrong, it's the white man. You know, the white man did this. Well, let's probe deeper than that, okay? Because you can sit here and keep using that crush, but it's not the white man that's teaching our kids to have their pants hanging off their ass and have 15 gold tooth in their mouth and drink 40s and smoke blunts. The white man's not forcing nobody to do that. We're promoting that culture now through ignorance. You understand? So we can't use that no more. We might have been able to use that 50, 60 years ago from the civil rights movement on down, but we can't use that shit no more because we got people in high positions that now that they've gotten there, they don't give a fuck because now once you get a taste of that money, it pretty much all of that cultural shit goes out the window. You understand what I'm saying? So that's not a crutch to lean on no more. That's two people I cannot hold a conversation with too long a conspiracy theorist, and blame the white man for everything. Uh, it's just it's nauseating to me. Because every time I talk to them two people, not 99.9% of the time, not 80% of the time, 100% of them all the time, their lives are fucked up, they're miserable, they ain't got a pot to piss in, they're unsuccessful at everything they do, and that's why they talk about <clears throat> conspiracies yeah. all the time, and that's why they talk about everything is the white man this, the white here's, man that. Here's an example. Perfect example. What would happen? Okay, people, you conscious idiots, listen closely. What would happen if the same white man devil you hate so much, who happens to own YouTube, which is the platform that you use to disseminate your information, what would happen if they shut down YouTube? You motherfuckers would be broke. Period. You'd go back to being broke-ass niggas. You know why? Because you never came up with a business plan. You never try to create some kind of business, some kind of company, some kind of something that would be beneficial for you to have if anything like that was to ever happen. And don't think it cannot happen, dude. Do not think it cannot happen. I'll give you an example. What happened to MySpace? Do you remember MySpace was the real first media uh, social media uh, to hit. Remember Black yep. Planet? Yep. What happened yep. to them, bro? You understand what I'm saying to you? That is an example of how they can eliminate anything they want to at any point in time, and your ass will be grasped. So my thing is all you idiots who claim to be such this, that, and so conscious or everything, what are you doing economically for yourself? What are you doing economically for the very people you say right. you're trying to help? Nothing. What can you provide for them? See, myself and Brother Beniti, we have our own businesses. We Okay, even if we work, we still have our own businesses, let's say, and we invest in creating businesses that can help others, okay, right. that can assist in helping others. So we don't rely on doing YouTube doing shows, radio shows, t- uh, internet shows, to to uh, subsist and exist off of life 
and, and, and be successful. We have our own – we do that purposely so we do not taint the information we're trying to share with you all. Because if I put my everything I sh- my stake in what everything I share and teach in a dollar uh, value back, then I'm not really going to be able to share what I need to share to uh, to help people or point them in the right direction if everything is connected to a monetary gain. Now, if that's your choice, if that's what you do. All that's all wonderful. I'm not trying to diss your game and what you're doing, but think what you're doing should have a greater plan than subsisting off of YouTube and shit like that, because those things are here today and could be gone tomorrow. Tomorrow, we done that's seen right. it. I've been around for 45 years on this planet. Benita's been around 45 years on this planet. We done said shit come and go. The yep. very thing people think can't disappear is the very thing that disappears overnight, okay? Yep. Don't believe that shit. What happened to ColecoVision? What the fuck happened to ColecoVision? What happened to Intellivision? What happened damn to Atari? Coleco. Shit, you're bringing back memories with that shit. ColecoVision, yeah. god damn. That's what I'm saying. What happened? Those were the... Uh, look, man, when I first... And I'm sure Brother Benny can attest to this. When I first started playing video games, Nigga, it was Atari, and we had a fucking one Atari thing on the screen. Yeah, it was one thing on the screen, one line, another line across, and you had to basically try to get the dot across without him blocking it. And that was that's the Coleco. game. That's Coleco. That was tennis. I remember that shit. Yeah, that's, that was the game, dude. That was all there fucking was. That shit was intense for us back then. Y'all motherfuckers in this generation got shit that looks like movies and shit, dude. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? And those things yeah. are obsolete now. So if you're not preparing, economically preparing, have a sound plan for your future, and all you're relying on is these platforms, the very platforms you say the devil created and this and that, but you're pimping the shit out of it, don't think they can't shit you down at any moment. And if they do, what happens? Oh, you're going to be back right. on 125th with a table? Yeah, that lasts about two, three years. You can't fucking pay rent with that shit, dude. I don't care how much you think you can survive off that shit. You can't. I did That's it for right. years. Benidi did it for years. We was out there with tables. Now, 20 below now, zero with tables. Now, when you're a single dude and you're hustling and you ain't yeah, got to worry about shit, that's a different story. But times have changed. And we've had this conversation with brothers that we know from back in the day. They're still doing the same shit in 2017. Unfortunately, yeah. it's sad. And they got kids and shit. Trinkets and all this bullshit. <laughs> they got kids and families and shit, and they, they living they like hobos. Videos, bro. Yeah, yeah, sell, sell some bootleg DVDs and shit. I mean, that's the other problem with, with the conscious melanated community. And I see a lot of videos now going up in the last couple months about economics. And I'm kind of glad to see it. Some of it's bullshit. Some of it's not. There are some people I've heard some good ideas, but that's the other problem. There's no, I'm talking about a real economic plan. I'm not talking about no cornball shit or some hustle. Yeah. I'm talking about a, a, a real economic plan. You understand? Yeah, I'll tell you, now, I'll tell you I, what's the cornball shit. Yeah, support black businesses. Okay, how? What, what, give me an economic plan on how this is actually going to work. Because, okay, you could tell me support black businesses. That's fine. 
But if I go to this black business and they're charging me $5 more than Walmart is, you have to understand the mentality of your consumers. Most consumers, whether you're black and they're black, are going to say, nigga, you charging me $5 over the top of what Walmart is. Where do you think they're going to end up going, bro? Walmart. Exactly, because when it comes to your economics, when it comes to your dollar, mm -hmm. you know what the response to that is, though, because I've gotten at this all the time. Well, you see, Walmart is a big corporation, and they actually have control. Yeah, I understand all that shit. Because I fucking I deal with business, Benita deals with business. We understand all that shit. The bottom line is this: it comes. Let me tell you the two keys to business. Okay, two keys to business is. Customer service, customer service, and customer service, okay? Right. They'll tell you location, location, location. That's fine, but that's real estate and business. But when it comes to really business, business, it's all about customer service. If I go to you and you charge me $5, you best to believe your customer service has to be better than what I'm getting somewhere else. Now, here's the problem. I come into a store. I want my food, nigga, in the back. <laughs> I'm waiting five minutes to order food. This dude's still in the back, talking on the phone. That's a exactly. fucking problem. Yep. That's a problem. Why that's a problem is because if you really want to support black black businesses, yeah, I'm going to tell you a secret, and it's not really a secret. Teach businesses that are black business etiquette. That's right. Okay? If you teach them business etiquette, you won't have <clears throat> excuse me. You won't have all these black businesses closing down. I live here in Orlando. I didn't see like twenty soul food and Caribbean restaurants, mostly soul food restaurants by the way. Now I really eat this shit, but I'm just saying. I've seen twenty soul food restaurants open up and go. Okay? It was packed at the beginning of the and then they closed down. Do you know why they closed down? Customer service sucked. You go there and you look at, well, let me get some mac and cheese. I want some mashed potatoes and some shit. Oh, yeah, we just ran out of mac and cheese. Oh, we didn't. We don't have that today. Well, guess what? <laughs> guess what, nigga? Why is it on the menu? Okay. Exactly. One. Two, what you going to do about it? Three, you think I'm coming back to you if it's not there once, twice? Fine. Three times or four? No, no, no. Fuck that. You understand? This is what they don't understand. If you want to really support black business, teach the black businesses business etiquette, customer service skills so that they can better facilitate a better presentation and a better friendly service to the very people you want to support. Otherwise than that, those businesses will not exist much longer. That's the problem. So we can go from business and deal with or support this, support that, and do all this, but it's delusional if you're not doing business the right way. Now, yeah, okay, I understand Walmart's a corporation. So what? That doesn't mean you have to charge $5 over the top. You could charge maybe $2 over the top. You understand? It doesn't have to be excessive, but sometimes it's excessive. I start seeing that as greed, not as, okay, this is a a, a single a, Small business trying to succeed, so I understand they're going to charge a little more. But when you get crazy with the shit, like, okay, I could go somewhere and get soap, you know, let's say I want to get some natural soap for $5, and you charging 10 uh, come on now, dude. Let's talk. 
You know what I'm saying? That's correct. And that's a good point because, look, if we live in a day and time where people want things now, it's, this is not like years ago where you had to go through a process to get shit. I mean, you got Amazon now. You got this omni-channel thing that everybody is doing now, e-commerce. Uh, yep. You got people that are you know, ordering same day, next day, uh, immediate delivery on everything. Look, you know, you know what they did McDonald's just started? Some of you all might be aware of this or not. Do you know McDonald's now, if you live within a mile from a McDonald's, do you know you can call Uber Rush and they'll deliver you your McDonald's? I don't know if people yep. are aware of that shit. Okay. Do you see where do you see where this is going? So we're sitting here talking about black businesses, but most black businesses want to operate like it's 1984. Yep. So what is it you're offering first and foremost? You understand outside of pricing, what are you offering that's different that somebody else saying? So if I'm coming exactly. to you for some shit like 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 Ravana Noon said, I come into your spot all the time. You ain't never got shit I want. Well, do you realize there's a million other places I can go to get it? But if I'm yep. trying to come in and support you, right, but how can I support you if you don't have anything I want? And I'm not just going to buy shit I don't need. That's the other thing that kills me with people, uh, black businesses, right? You ever, you ever run to these cats? We're trying to sell you shit you don't want or you don't need. I don't need yep. that. I don't have no mind. Like, like Ravada Moon said, I ain't got no problem paying you a couple dollars over the top, but at least have the shit that I want. Yeah. But what your structure of your business, okay, how, what, what are you offering? What services are you offering that nobody else is? That's how you got to approach it. Because like I say, man, I mean, McDonald, think about, like, anybody knows, all right, that's a ballsy move. I'm going to tell you why. Everybody knows if within a matter of 15, 20 minutes, not even five minutes, if you don't eat that food, McDonald's, let's say they're fries, it's whatever, as fuck. tastes like, it's going to be ass. It's going to be straight shit. So what that tells me is they're, upstep, they're upstepping their game on the inside and saying, bam, they must, they must have done something to improve the quality of their food because they wouldn't venture into that knowing the amount of customer service issues they would have if they can't promise the food in a hot, timely manner. Exactly. You understand? You got to look at – see, what I'm saying is you got to look at the whole perspective of things. See – Again, the way most people want to do business today is outdated. I ain't going to no dude that's operating a nickel and dime uh, fruit stand, and, they, and I walk into your spot, and it says 1985, 1990 all over it. I can't fuck with that because times have changed, but some people don't change with the times. So this is how we got to start getting creative because, look, if I sit there and talk to you and you tell me, yeah, the white man controls everything, the white man this, and white folks have done this, and white folks have done that, we got to stop doing this. This comes from the same person, right? Look, if you really believe that, I'm just saying if you really believe that, I told somebody this, and they looked at me like I just grew tentacles on my forehead. I said, you got a mortgage or, or you pay rent, brother? Yeah, okay. You buy groceries? Do you shop in any, quote, unquote, non-black stores? Yeah, sometimes. All right, so do you get your gas from exclusive black-owned gas stations? No, you don't. Okay, no. cool. Um, are you paying electricity? Okay, yeah, you are. Okay, cool. Most cases, a water bill? Okay, cool. So how are you going to sit here and talk all this pro-black shit when, whether you're conscious of it or not, your money keeps going back into the same system you claim you're trying to destroy? Now, here's the other problem. 
I had a solution for that a few years ago, and I watched everybody pussy out of it. 2009. Watch how people are so full of shit and get so comfortable with shit, but when they're presented with an opportunity, the bitch comes out. Now, let me explain yep. what I mean by that, just so people ain't confused. We had an opportunity to buy some buildings a couple years back, right? We had two storefronts. We had an, uh, an Egyptian temple that we built uh, where we were doing our rituals, doing our practices. Uh, I'm not going to get into the whole detail how the opportunity arose. We had the ability to buy it, and I basically called everybody together, right? Now, these are people that had apartments, some had houses, et cetera. I say, we can eliminate us. Because think about this. If you got a group of people, and there's 20, 30, 40 of you, right, and all of our money is being facilitated in different directions, everybody's paying mortgage. So I did like this. I said, look, if we add up in this room what everybody's paying on mortgage and rent, that alone could take us to a whole nother level. So the solution was we had our own living units, right? Rather than you pay money to various individuals on the outside, that money all stayed amongst the people. Yep. We, we had the opportunity to open some businesses. Not, not one motherfucker responded. You want to know why? Because people are comfortable in their little comfort zones because other issue is nobody wants to sacrifice. I'm not talking about sacrifice to the point where you leave yourself assed out. That's not what I'm talking about. But sometimes you've got to sacrifice a little to get a little. And I'm not just talking about money because I've always said one thing. If you ain't got the money, you got the time. If you ain't got the time, you got the motherfucking money. Okay, so it's one of the two. See, that's how you do business. People don't want to talk about shit like that. They want to just come up with these fucking hustles and pyramid schemes and you know, they want to form these committees, and I'm, I'm this person on the committee. Basically, that's the pimp, and everything funnels down through the pimp system. No, that's yeah. not how I do business. Don't, I've, I've heard every, every last one of those pyramid schemes. Fuck that shit. Get the fuck out of my face with that nonsense. You understand? First and foremost, it's real simple. Look at all the money that we piss away on a daily basis. That, that's, we're sitting there talking about not supporting a system, but you got people forming these groups that want to come together to form something economical, but they're all over the fucking place. Yeah, they are. That just doesn't work. Now, yeah. there was an email that was interesting that you had mentioned, uh, Brother Ron. This is why people said, well, how come we, you know, when we do these rituals and these things, we don't charge? You explained it earlier. Now, don't mean we don't run. Like, I, I do stuff on the side just because, I, yeah, we, we might do consultations. We might do, we've been invited to do lectures, and, and people have accommodated us for the expense, but we just do that on the side for a little extra money. Sometimes we just do it to be doing it, but we don't do it to the point where it's our livelihood. You got some of these cats, everybody and their mother that's, that has a take my course in my class for 500 fucking dollars, and you absolutely ain't learning the goddamn thing. You're learning shit you can find out on your own, but you want to go pay somebody $500 to teach you some shit you already knew or something you can find out on your own. So that's why we don't charge for it. To, to me, there's just no, there's no need for it. Why, why am I going to charge somebody to take an eight-week class for $500 unless that's my livelihood? Now, again, I'm not knocking it. If that's your livelihood and that's what you do, then just be honest with people when you deal with them. Look, this is my profession. This is what I do. Don't promote it like I know some deep shit that you don't know, and if you don't take the class, you'll never find it out. I mean, get the fuck out of here with that stupid-ass shit. Yeah, okay? I've heard that for over 25 years. And yeah, ain't no secret, get out of here buddy. with that dumb shit. Get out of here with that dumb shit. If you want to sit there and pretend, and I told you all before, over and over, the biggest secret is 
There is no secret, okay? But if I can create the illusion that there's a secret, then I got your hook, line, and sinker. That's how you promote that shit. See, that's the other thing we don't know how to do. How did this turn, you know, how the fuck did this turn into a business, a business class? Yeah, that's my fault, bro. <laughs> yeah, uh, you shifted the gear. But anyway, I think you get the point. Uh, maybe we, we need to maybe revisit that, get Brother Sharif back on here. Yeah. And, and talk some real economics, not bullshit economics. But long story short, this is why, you know, we, we, we do what we do. Um, like Ravana Noon, he don't talk about it, but I'm going to tell you, man, he's a pimp, man. Let me tell you why yeah, I yeah. say that. Yeah. This nigga got real estate properties. This nigga got his own fucking incense, oil, uh, cultural business. You walk into the front of his house, and they got his own office pimped out with, uh, man, that's, it's a whole yeah. other story. Because that's capitalizing on world international commerce. That's a whole other thing we don't know about. Yep. But here's the other thing. You can't exclusively be in the one thing. I mean, we're talking yep. too much now. You always got to diversify. When you do diversify business, yourself. Diversify. What Which did they say? is why when we do rituals, we diversify. There you you go. can't well, always do the same thing over and over. You're not going to grow and learn like that. Ain't that what they say in the investment community? Diversify your portfolio, brother? Always. Always oh, look, necessary. Man. Get with the getting, man. That's all, that's all I can tell you. Stop being in this stuck mode. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Stop talking about what white folks have done to you. Stop talking about everybody that's held you back. Because while you're doing that, guess what? There's, those, there's go-getters on the go doing it. So I'm not trying to hear that sad story look. shit. I can't be around people that want to sit and play the victim. We don't fuck with that shit. I keep telling people that. Look, how many times have we been invited to this? I've walked out in the middle of the motherfuckers. People invite me, yeah, man, brother, come see what I've I've got up in the middle of this shit and just walked out. All right, peace. See you later. Let me just, let me share this last thing here, bro. The difference between millionaires and broke people. You ready? Millionaires. Millionaires read daily, set goals, compliment, embrace change, forgive. Mm. Talk about ideas, mm. continuously learn, mm. take responsibility for their failures. Now, you ready for a broke person? Mm-mm-mm. Watch TV daily, mm. never set goals, mm. criticize, mm. they fear change, Uh-oh. hold grudges, oh, talk gosh. about people, Mm-mm-mm. talk about people, think they know it all. And blame others for their failures. Mm. God damn. Now, according to the millionaire and the broke, a millionaire is more of a left-hand path perspective than a broke person who's right-hand path. (laughs) So think about it. A A millionaire takes responsibilities for their own failures. A millionaire focuses on change. A millionaire embraces the change. A millionaire looks for opportunities to change and grow, whereas a broke person can only blame others, fears changing. You know why people are scared of Trump, whether you like him or not? I personally don't give two shits about politics, don't care about Trump, but they're afraid of change. That's why they don't like him. That's why they're upset. Call him racist, bigot. Yeah, he could be all that shit, but the bottom line is you're still afraid of change. You want things the same way. You want to be babied. You want to be taken care of. See, 
now if change comes and nobody's giving me a handout, then I got to stand on my own two feet. I don't know. I can't, can I do it? I'm afraid to. Did you see that? Speaking of that, did you see? Oh, my God. Speaking of that shit. Did you see? I saw some shit on uh, YouTube and Top Buzz uh, when, you know, he's already actually started it. I believe it's in the state of Michigan. He started it already now. Where they're now, they put restriction on welfare and food stamps, uh, different criteria. Do you know they have motherfuckers protesting? I, they, I mean, look, man, I got, I got, we got to put the video on the, on the fucking website. There was one dude in tears. I swear to God, I can't even make this shit up. This dude, first of all, he couldn't fucking talk, number one. You know, straight, ebonic, yeah. ghetto-fied. Couldn't even, couldn't even yeah, formulate that's, words. That's, that's what like, they always put on TV, brother. Well, that's done intentionally, of course. Yeah, of course. Had this dude on, t- on TV talking about he, he's upset that he can't get his <laughs> ah, damn hold on. Oh, let me get my let me get myself together. That he can't get he's mad because they taking food stamps from his mama and his sister can't use those food stamps to get her fruit loops. I mean, why why the <laughs> fuck would you get on camera? Why the fuck would you get on camera and say fruit loops, brother? Like you gotta get those fruit <laughs> loops, brother. Come on, <laughs> you know, and I like motherfucking fruit loops, you know, and he fucked it up for me. Now I now I don't look at Fruit Loops the same anymore. You you know yeah. I used to love me some fucking Fruit Loops, man. Yeah, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Now I saw this motherfucker. He just killed my whole Fruit Loop vibe, man. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. That, that <laughs> why, <was it. laughs> why would you get on TV and play yourself like that? Now we know, of course, the media is going to soup that shit up to, to, to promote their stereotypes. And boy, did they sure ever do that shit. And yeah. I'm like, man, they, gotta, they had to find the most ignorant motherfucker to put on TV. Yep, that's and, it. Oh man! I mean, look. You gotta intentionally search the crowd to find that ignorant mofo to get up there and talk nonsense. They, but they, you think have about to, this. Bro. Exactly. Think about this. Look, I do believe government aid, food stamps, and welfare that's necessary to an extent for those that really need it. Don't get me wrong. Yep. But think about this for a minute. If you are a hardworking individual, you doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're taking care of your family. You're taking care of yours, whatever that is. And you got all these motherfuckers that's manipulating the system. Guess who's paying for that out of their pocket? You are. I'm talking about a motherfucker that's well capable to get himself a job, but he's too motherfucking lazy or she's too motherfucking lazy. So they want to sit around, keep popping out motherfucking babies. And as long as they get their 40, a pack of fucking cools, a, you know, a, a, uh, food stamps, they're good. They, 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 they don't care. That's the, that, that's the shit that needs to be cracked down on because guess who's paying for that shit out their pocket? You are. If you are that individual that's doing you and you know you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, then we can't bitch and complain about taxes. See, nobody looks at it in that perspective. Everybody just looks at it like it's racist. Everything is fucking racist. Well, look, man, I don't buy that no more. It's bigger than that right now. What we got going on in the world today, it's beyond race. You can see race in everything. Don't get me wrong. But if you think that that's only what it's about, look, man, I keep telling you, and you're seeing it now. Go back to some of the old shows. Shit, go back to shit we were teaching 10, 15 years ago. I told you, it's going to get to a point in society. There's not no middle class no more. That shit is pretty much obsolete now as we speak. You either got money or you don't. This is a class and a gentrification thing. It ain't got nothing to do with race. I keep telling you all this, and you're seeing it happen every day. While you're sitting around whining about racism, you got some motherfuckers that's figuring it out. So it's at that point. You either got some shit 
or you don't. That's it. There ain't no in-between no more. Because we talked about this before. You remember growing up, man, there was a such thing as middle class growing up. You understand? There was such a thing. There ain't no, there ain't no thing no more. Because there's no such thing. Middle class would be considered back then somebody that was in a bracket that they weren't poor, they weren't considered rich, they had money, they, hadn't, they had maybe had some investments, some retirement funds, et cetera. Uh, they, they had some flexibility there. That's gone. Do you know most people are one or two paychecks away from being homeless and out on the street? Yep. You, you wear right. that shit right now as we speak. If some motherfucker was out of work for two or three straight weeks, that's, that's to the point where they could be homeless out on the motherfucking street. You understand? That's a reality. So I'm saying, what are we doing? What are we doing to correct that shit? So don't sit here and talk to me about what the white man has done to me and talk to me about history and back in the day. And all. I, please, save that shit. Save that for somebody that's looking for a shoulder to cry on. I, look, I've said this before. You interpret it any way you want. I ain't going hungry. I go in another motherfucker's pocket before I go hungry. You interpret that shit any way you want. You understand? But that's the mentality you got to have out here in 2017. People don't have that mentality, though. People either complaining, bitching, and moaning, and then you have people that are actually doing something. But anyway, yeah, I know that shifted gear. Uh, so if you came in late and you're like, what the fuck does this got to do with the topic? Uh, if you did come in late, uh, something came up and it just shifted gear. Sometimes it happens. It is what it is. Um, that's just what it is. But anyway, we don't want to be uh, too late. It is getting late a little bit beyond what we thought we were. A uh, quick couple announcements before we're just going to take a few phone calls and wrap this up. Uh, we're not going to stay on too late due to the two-day event we got coming up. Um, and we do have people that are actually, uh, I see, listening to the show right now, Lady Mystic, some other people that are going to be traveling. Um, so we don't, want to, we don't want to keep this too late. Uh, this way we can – and we got, we got still some other preparation stuff. Yeah, uh, we got – yeah, so we don't want to stay on too late because of that. But, again, tomorrow, uh, if you haven't signed up, it's too late. Uh, so please don't show up tomorrow if you're not on the list. Very important. Yeah. Not personal. We'll be staying outside. Yeah, you will be staying outside. You can join us for dinner afterwards, though. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, and we made that clear, and I think we were very fair. Uh, we put <clears> a, <throat> a, a, a lengthy cutoff date on it. We gave everybody up to the 22nd. Uh, for the head count. We do have the list uh, of everybody that responded. So when you do show up, it's not one where you just go right in. You got to come to the door, give your name, and then you'll be guided to go where you need to go. If you did not, please, I'm just telling you, don't play yourself. If you did not, okay, put your name on the list. I'm going to say it once. Please do not show up, please, because we don't want to have that problem, okay? Just want to make that crystal clear. Um so you, once we confirm your name on the list, uh, then we can we can get down to business. So for those that did put their name on the list tomorrow, 7.30 p.m., please follow the dress code. No jeans, no T-shirts, nothing with writing on it. Um, if you do not have a black robe, that's fine. But your attire must be all black. It uh, doesn't have to be formal, but at least casual and presentable. If you're a female, uh, again, to reiterate, and you will get a text tomorrow. I'll send a reminder text out tomorrow. Uh, if you're a female, it can be, a, you know, a solid black dress. If you don't have a dress, it could be, you know, a blouse and black slacks. That's fine, too, as long as it's solid and you don't have all these distractions on it. If you are a man and you don't have a black robe, you know, unfortunately, we've got to go over some of this because the other problem we have is people, we cannot follow simple instructions. 
because uh, people, there's always one that wants to try to, you know, do their own thing. But remember, we're doing yeah. something collective tomorrow, not individual. When you're doing your individual shit. Do whatever the hell you want. I don't care if you do the shit in Speedos. It's a fucking irrelevance to me. Uh, if you are a male and you don't have a black robe, crystal clear, no jeans, no shorts, no T-shirts for this one, okay? If you do not have a black robe, you can wear a black casual shirt, a black dress shirt, black slacks. That's fine. All right, real simple rules, not complicated. And please don't call me and say, I just got off of work. I'm wearing a black thing and it has this on it. Well, if you are going to work, which I probably wouldn't recommend going to work before that, but if you are going to work, bring something with you then. Okay, so prepare for it now. Don't, don't call me with that nonsense. And it's going to be hard for me to respond to a lot of that tomorrow. Okay? So, yeah, if you have the proper black robe, would be nice if you do have it. Um, if not, not mandatory. No big deal. Uh, that's Friday. Saturday, the next day, we're going to be teaching on uh, Heka, Egyptian black magic at Sophia's Garden. Uh, that's just a, you know, a regular class. And, you know, feel free to come dressed as ever you want. Feel free to not wear anything at the class. We ain't going to say nothing about yeah, that yeah. either. That's, that's, that's preferable. That's preferable. That's a joke. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, having said that, that's what that's what we got upcoming uh, Friday and Saturday. So what we're going to do is uh, uh, we're just going to take a couple calls, man. Uh, let's go online real quick. A couple quick. Uh, again, if you if you are on the phone, please, real quick, unmute your phone, blah, 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 all that good shit. Um, if you don't unmute your phone, we can't hear you. And please be real brief to the point with your, with your question this evening. Don't be too long-winded with it because, um, we're not again, we're not going to stay on too long. Not to rush anybody. And I, I also said this if you weren't on earlier. Moving forward, this is important. Um, starting next month when we do a ritual, we are not going to do a show the day before. Uh, we were discussing it today. Um, we were actually considering canceling this show, but it had been too hard. Uh, but outside of the people that we contacted, it has just been wrong for people to tune in that are not on the list and be like, what the hell happened? That's not professional. So that's why we continued with the show this evening. But moving forward, starting next month, when we do next month's ritual, Aha, we already know what that one is, but we're going to hold on to that until after you do this one. Um, we will not do a show the Thursday before a ritual. It's just it's too much. Um, we're just too much stuff going on. So just keep, make a mental note of that. Obviously, we'll give notification of that next month. Uh, when we do next month's ritual, we'll, we will not do a Thursday night show. We'll just postpone it to the following week. It just makes things uh, a little bit easier. All right, having said that, just wanted to touch on that real quick. All right, let's go online. A couple comments online. Uh, actually, a lot of comments tonight online, whereas the last couple of weeks, nobody been saying shit. Hey, shout out to Brother Phil. I see Brother Phil's in the chat. Peace, Brother Phil. I know you're probably doing some crazy-ass shit. Um, let's see what we got here. I'm just, I'm just going to kind of read some comments. I'll go through this real quick, and then I'll take a few calls. Shout out to Brother Jack. I'm going to plug you in in a minute. Jay Jizzle. Uh, Mike was in here earlier. I don't know what happened to Mike. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> I know Jack laughing his ass off right now. Uh, let me read some comments here. Um, this was earlier, Brother Phil. I typed in some, I think, some key points when we were talking about a few things earlier about, you know, the conscious pimps, as I like to call them, um, who basically charge for everything they do. Everything's a fee. And, uh, and I feel you on this, Brother Phil. You know, they, they basically charge you for every goddamn thing they do. So he had typed in earlier, one of the reasons he stopped listening to a lot of so-called master teachers um, was because uh, of what we were talking about earlier. And, and he just stopped listening, as he says, 
here um, because of those reasons, um, the hustles. You know, you understand. He also mentioned another thing. Uh, he he talked about some real estate stuff too. If you go in the chat, um, mobile home parks for cash, things of that, instant cash flow. Um, there's a lot of people out here doing shit, man. You just you just gotta talk to some, connect with the right people, man. And because that's the other thing, you know, some people's connects are not proper, and when you get connected with the wrong shit, that can make things a lot, you know, a lot, you know, worse for you. All right. Uh, let me let me scroll down. Yeah, Brother Phil had said earlier, another another important comment, you know, starting your own or doing your own thing or starting your own thing is part of left-hand path mentality and thinking, 100% correct. You understand? Um, Baffamarga had typed in earlier, money is a major issue with black folks. 100%, I agree. Because, look, we've always said on this show, a solid income would solve 98% of people's problems. That's bottom line. Most people wouldn't be bitching, moaning. All these people you see on these on the YouTube bitching and complaining about oppression and what the cracker did to them and this and that. Most of them are doing that because it, because of that. Like Bathroom Market said, they ain't got no money. That's why. As soon as you put money in your pocket, they you don't look at things the same when you have some money and you and you're successful on some level. And we're saying it's because we used to be those people. Okay, make that shit crystal clear. We did the militant thing coming fresh out of high school and our early 20s, late 20s into our early 30s. But then something changed. We did all that shit, fight the power, all that bullshit. Guess where it got us? Absolutely nowhere. Got us more miserable. You understand? Motherfuckers have been talking about fight the power for years, and the only thing they got to show for it is a fucking uh, red, black, and green T-shirt and some red, black, and green attire, which is nice. But mm, end of the day, what are you really accomplishing? Uh, let me see what else we got here. Scroll down, blah, blah, blah. I'm just going to, all right. That's pretty much the jest. Uh, let's just go to the phone. A couple calls. Again, be brief. Uh, and not too long-winded. Uh, let's bring in this sister here. I haven't seen her on a few. Uh, nostalgic, you're on the call. Can you hear us? Anybody there? Is your phone muted? Unmuted. Nostalgic, you're on the call. Can you hear us? Going once, going twice, going three times. I, I'll try to come back to you. I don't know if you got something wrong with your phone. Uh, I got to bring JJ J, J Jizzle. Jack Charles, what's going on, brother? Yo. Yeah, man, yeah, man. <laughs> it says here, man. Let's go off. Yo, you was right. As soon as you said that, I was about to not laughing, bro. Yeah, I know you. You were right about that. But... Nah, but uh, not much, not much. Y'all boys uh, went off on a. It's a good show tonight. We got did go off on a tangent. Well, I think it must have been needed because people needed to hear it. So that was good. Robin was good, bro. It was good. Revival is yeah. chicken right now. Everything was great, chicken. brother. Everything was great. Everything was great. All right. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. But uh, all I had to say is on kind of what you're saying as far as uh, back to the topic, the beginning, we are speaking about uh, how people – don't know what's really going on when you see these certain rituals they're doing. Like they, he'll be right in front of your face, and it's kind of funny because even last the last show you had that brother Balcar, them who was, was explaining how like even go to church, that's a ritual. But people are just so oblivious to what's really going on, and they I guess it's all the ego, man. Because a lot of these conscious people, for what I see, and I just sit back and watch, is like their egos are flitted, man. They think they're the shit, you know what I mean? And like 
I'm looking at it and I'm looking at it and I'm like, yeah, you ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just what it is. But, um, yo, I kind of understand on that, bro. It's true. Right. Let me say this. Uh, I, I believe you was there, Ravana. No, no, I'm pretty sure you was when we initiated Jack back in 06, 05. <laughs> Yep. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. Listen, man. Let me tell you. Because <laughs> oh, this, this is what this reminds me of talking about some of this shit tonight. And let me tell you this, man. After I looked at Jack in a whole different light, and it, well, it was oh five or oh six, right? I can't remember. It was one of the two. And um, you know, brother, brother Jack stepped up. My guy. That's that's the best thing I can say. Is is brother Jizzle stepped up and um, you know, did did his duty. But seeing that, you know, for me was it, it was to me because I think we mentioned this briefly before. We ran into Jack. Uh, it, was, it was maybe shortly a year before that, and Jack was uh, back then. He was just a you know a young kid in college, early twenties, you know, searching. And we just randomly ran into him out out and about doing whatever the fuck we was doing. No, we had a store. You came into the store. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. All right, we had a bookstore in his area at the time that we were operating, and uh, we used to do classes and stuff in there and uh, workshops and some other things, whatever. And the idea, you just walked in, I believe, one night, uh, whatever. Well, anyway, the relationship started there, but from day one, um, you know, then Jack did his duty. But Jack, when you hear Jack talking, I'm bringing that up, Jack's talking from experience. Jack is not, he's not talking about because somebody told him. Uh, he's talking about it because he went through it. Yeah, yeah, you definitely. Know, man, man, you, I, sound like, you sound like you're slicing boy's head ham or some shit. What the fuck's yeah, going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a chainsaw, yeah, yeah. Now, but um, nothing too, man, just on a, like a number tip. But a lot of people forget, man, like uh, the power of this mutual fund. You know, you know, or a lot raise, man. It's a real quick that people hear, like, you really invest in you got somebody who invests twenty fifty thousand into a mutual fund over spent thirty years, you're talking right. about you can make from twelve to nine million dollars. You can literally change your family uh, tree just by just investing, you know, a couple hundred dollars, you know, saying to a thousand dollars a month in a mutual fund, or even if you invest a hundred dollars a hundred dollars over, you know, twenty to thirty years, that's one point one million dollars. So like people forget like long term investments are sturdy. Like you can literally, if you just invest your money long term in a mutual fund, that like you literally come wealthy in like 25 years. It's just right. that simple. But people, you know, make it complicated. But it's as simple as that too. So that's that's kind of like what I'm on right now. But you know, right. yeah, yeah. And, and this is another avenue. I'm I'm glad you bring that up because you see, with the economy, I used to have a lot of my money invested in you know 401k 401k stocks, which that's not a good thing nowadays. Because you see, you see the instability in it, uh, and I'm gonna say back in maybe 2004. You understand? Yeah, yeah brother Phil, I'll, I'll plug you in there because I see you. Um, I took a lot of, pretty much 80% of what I had in there and put it in what you just said, mutual funds, and that is an important thing because mutual funds, it's it, one because of not just because of the growth that you're talking about, it's safer. It's a lot safer. Yeah. Because so look, it's gonna jump. It's like either from thirteen to like eight percent return. When it's bad, economy it was bad. It was like eight percent. But when it's good, it's like sometimes when it's really good, it's like eighteen. So it's like it's a safe investment. But you know, people be sleeping on it. 
with making no. money without doing anything. This is this is why you say how you see all these old fucking people out on the golf course playing golf. Yeah. I used to yeah. I used to wonder that shit years ago, like when I first I remember to visit my father. I wasn't even living here at the time. I was like, damn, how these motherfuckers, you know, I'm in my early how are they out on a golf course on a Tuesday afternoon at one o'clock in the afternoon playing golf? You know why? Those are people that got their money making money for them while they do absolutely fucking nothing. Nothing. That's the whole point. And you start to see that. And I said to myself years ago, I said, I want to be those motherfucking people, man. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to do shit. I want to be able to do what I want to do and enjoy myself and not have to fucking kill myself, man. But, Ooh. yeah, that's a whole other fucking story, bro. That's a whole other fucking story. That's another avenue. What's your thoughts on uh, mutual funds and uh, investing like that, uh, um, Ravaloon? What's your thoughts on that? You, you, you know somebody just tuned in was like, what the fuck is this? It's financials? Talk out. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right. We're on it right now, but uh, but I, I don't know, it's, it's a good idea. I talk about this type of thing because people need a dialogue about it because, you know, it's not like people kind of like this, people doing that uh, backward hustling, man. You know what I mean? It's like, uh-huh. I can't believe people are still out there hustling on the table trying to oil and shit. That shit's crazy. It is day and time, so it's kind of crazy, but it is what it is. But y'all, y'all, doing, a good, y'all doing your thing tonight, man. Good show. All right. I appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you, brother. We're just going to take two more calls, man, not not to cut it short. But, uh, yeah, we got to get the fuck up on out of here. But, yo, I'll see you tomorrow, man. Make sure you give me a call when you head down, all right? No doubt. All right, brother. Peace. All right, brother. Let me find you, brother Phil. Brother Phil, we'll plug you in real quick. Just keep it brief, and then we'll take one more after brother Phil. Brother Phil, can you hear me? Yeah, what's going on? How y'all doing? Everything's good, man. How you been? Man, I've been, oh. been well, doing doing the thing, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to, to drop this thing in real quick. Um, there's a good book I, I was uh, reading uh, called The, the Five-Second Rule by Mel uh, Robbins. Okay. Uh, re- real good book. And, and basically what it is, I think this will be helpful for everybody, is, <clears throat> it, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it, and they put it off. But if you just give yourself – like you say, I'm gonna do something. You just do it right away, and it starts. Mm. What one thing that the the start with is waking up early in the morning before your alarm right. or whatever. The people they gotta go to work and all that kind of shit. That's right. Um, That's right. And even if you're tired, get your ass up, and uh, <laughs> and so that that actually helps with the mind, the mentality to go. Correct. Okay, once I got an idea, I'm gonna write the shit down or I'm gonna execute it immediately. Because ideas right. flow in and out of people's minds a lot of time and stuff, and they don't really activate or, or work on this yet. That's so, correct. but uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's all I wanted to do is is uh, see if y'all y'all read that book or or heard of it or that that kind no, of thing. No, I, I I've heard of it. I have not read it, but I'm definitely now going to look into it. That that you've told me, I'll, Ravana Noon. I don't know if you've read it. Have you read it? No, I haven't read it. All right, but I, I definitely. My brother Phil, can you actually type that in the chat for those that yeah. – I know somebody's going to ask what's the name of the book and the author. Uh, yeah. If you can, when you hang up, if you can just go ahead and type that, the author. Yeah, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm paste the, the Amazon link. Did it go in? Did it, did yeah, it go I see through? it. I see it. I see it. Okay. It, it, it just went up. It just went up. All yeah. Right, we definitely appreciate that. I'm definitely going to check it out for sure. Cool. All right. Pre- hey, appreciate it as usual, brother. So you got you got to take a trip down here, brother. We're waiting to see you, man. Yeah, you know it was funny too because I was in Florida, but I was in um uh oh, where, where where the hell is that um the Panhandle. Okay. Well, that's right. Yeah, that was the last time we actually talked. I was I was uh there. 
Listen, and I was up I there. Been, I was uh, I was up there on business on the first week in March. Mm-hmm. I was in uh, actually I, I flew into Pensacola. Yeah, uh, but then I drove to Perdido Beach, Alabama. I actually had the, the you know for the company uh, that I'm with. I had to mm-hmm. uh, do a three day thing there with them, and it was in Perdido Beach. We drove actually because you know that's right on the border of the in the Panhandle of uh, right. You know Pensacola and Alabama. It was like a thirty minute thirty minute drive from Pensacola to Alabama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, that's you know, nowhere near where the fuck we at though, bro. <laughs> That that's you know what that's that's the other thing you just reminded me uh real estate well y'all y'all already know real estate is popping in Florida but uh-huh. even buying shit that's like uh Detroit you know there, there's properties up in Detroit and Chicago right. it's all fucked up but it's like a right. few hundred dollars I mean you can you can literally get some of these things at auctions and, and shit like that and uh-huh. the, the 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 idea here here's a, a little business plug is you can buy a piece of property for um a couple thousand or or even if it was twenty thousand but let's say you got limited funds and you can get something for a thousand dollars then you can put it right back up on the market for five grand right you know what i'm saying and and, and make a little little bit of chunk of change there and, and what it is it's 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 a strategy of targeting uh other investors or you know people uh-huh. that flip properties and shit like that um, right. But yeah, the, the mobile home shit is one of the the things that's popping, where you can get mm-hmm. little cheap ass shit and you own the land as well, and it's right. like buying an expensive car. Well, when you pay mm-hmm. that damn thing off, you ain't got no damn payment besides property tax, and you renting right. it at a thousand bucks or whatever. Then you have property managers handling that shit, so you just sit back collecting a check. Correct. You know, so so uh, that that that's one that's the thing that that has uh, sustained me. So. So that, that that's something that I think that that um you know a lot of people can get into, and uh and and the whole philosophy behind it is well if you own it uh, flat out then you can actually control um right. uh, the rental market you can set well I'm that motherfucker next next uh, across the street charging eight grand or or not eight grand uh uh five hundred or seven hundred dollars a month I'm gonna charge five hundred and my shits shits uh, look better so right. you know when when you get to that to that to that level. Um, and, and then, then as you, as your wealth grows and you can get into apartment complexes and buying that stuff. Now that's, that's a little bit different on how I'm going to be quick. I know you got to got to run, but, uh, uh, that's a little bit different on how money works where they say, you know, they, you, you want to have a mortgage or whatever, but there's another philosophy behind it where if you have everything paid for and you're just paying property taxes and that's just a little chump change, then you're right. sitting even more pretty. Uh, uh and, and a lot more comfortable, um, you know. So, uh, uh yeah. well, definitely good, good, good insight on that, and I definitely, definitely appreciate. It. I'm definitely going to check out that book. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you know, maybe in the, maybe in the near future, in a few weeks, we do a topic on this, man. We've done two on this. I think maybe it's time to do another one. Word. And, and, and right. last thing about about that book, the other thing that's interesting now, the lady talked, or I think it's a lady. Yeah. Uh, she talked about five second rule. It could be three seconds or whatever it is for the person's mindset. Um, right. and, and then on the metaphysics and the occult level, numbers got all the meanings and things like that. So you can actually incorporate that into the, the thought process of why it works, the science behind it. Um, right. so, so, you know, uh, uh, going beyond what's, what's written in the book or, or whatever, right. or, or putting application to your studies uh-huh. uh, uh, within your life, that kind of thing. Yeah. Good point. Excellent point, brother Phil. Yeah, brother Phil, we, we, you got to get down here, man. You got to head us out when you head this way. Yeah, it's true indeed. True indeed. All right.
Got to make that do. All right, Charles. Brother. All right. Yeah. All right. Peace. All right, Texas Tree Hugger, man. You're going to bring us home, man. This is it. This is the last call. We're going to cut it short. This is it. We actually went over a little longer than we wanted to. So let's bring the Tree Hugger in. What's going on? Talk to us. Are you there, Texas Tree Hugger? Texas Tree Hugger. All right, we got you now. You were faded. You're, you're good. All right, you got the last mm-hmm. word. Yeah, yeah. You, you hear me? <laughs> we got you. Go ahead, sis. How are you all doing? I am doing well. Thank you. Um, yes, we're doing good. Well, it's uh, I, I don't know what to say other than the fact that uh, it's been a great week. Mm. Things are getting better. Mm. Um, everything's on the up and up. That's what we want to hear. Uh, and um. You know, I as far as uh, you know, everything when you were talking about the um, everything, everything's on the up and up. I can tell you guys, you put me in last day, but I, I had a long day, so. No, that's okay. I could hear it in your voice. You sounded like you did a few <laughs> a few weeks back. That's okay. We 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 yeah, all yeah, get out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so I apologize. Um, I just heard the uh-huh. brother talking a little bit about the book, uh, the five second rule, and I think that's right. important. That whenever you you get up, when you wake up, well, get up. So. That's right. I'm pretty much every up every day at 4:45 in the morning. Me, yeah, every day. I'm up early. 4:45 a.m. Yep. So yep, no the deal. But yeah, no doubt we but we appreciate you get your energy back up. Whatever whatever you got going on, I can hear it. Not nothing bad. Yeah. I can hear, hear your energy <laughs> scattered. No, it's nothing bad. Nothing. Yeah, no, no. I I I actually just kind of. Was dozing out, but I, I dozed yeah. back in. That's the honest that, truth. That, so. that tree was hugging you too hard. I don't know what to say, boy. That tree, boy. That tree was hugging me. all that energy. Yeah. All right, but anyway, Texas Tree Hugger, we appreciate you, and yeah, you need to get your ass down here too, and stop, stop bullshitting. We need to get you. Yeah, to get that, well, right? I told you, I, I, I will, I will meet you all in the flesh. I, I look forward to it, uh, and I am still awaiting your schedule. So oh, you know what? Right when I hang up, I have promised you that like two straight. You know what? Do me a favor. As a yeah. reminder, just shoot me an email that says schedule. So if I get sidetracked when I hang up, I won't. I'll try to do it right away. I'll see it pop up on the phone. I'll see the Gmail sent. All right. Simple. All right? All right. Well, then. All right. All right. Peace. All right. Peace. All right, people. We appreciate it. Uh, again, for those that's coming out tomorrow, we're going to have a, a good old time. Uh, again, you are welcome if you are doing the ritual. Uh, I got to check. I think we're going to go uh same spot we went last time, uh, Brother Ravana Noon. Uh, I, know Song, I think Sonya's listening. I, she, she might be sleeping, but um, I think we agreed on that same spot because they open late. I think they open to like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those that's coming to the ritual tomorrow, you are, you are welcome to uh, – come out to eat with us and just kind of chill and hang out. But the key word is chill and hang out, okay? Please do not Please. fucking talk to us about Yeah, and you know, and I, you know, I feel like, uh, no, we're, we're going out to chill and eat, okay? Uh, so feel free for that. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing those that are coming out tomorrow. Uh, Lady Mystic, Travel Safe. Uh, uh, Lucia, I believe you're listening, Travel Safe. Anybody else that's, that's got a fly, Travel Safe. 
And uh, we look forward to seeing you all tomorrow. Um, again, you know, you can go to Facebook page, leave comments, Awaken the Universal Mind. Uh, you can go to my YouTube channel, Mother Nubia Inc. Uh, you can go to Google Plus channel, Mother Nubia Inc., Google Plus. Uh, links to all the radio shows right here. Connect you right here to TalkShoe.com, Awaken the Universal Mind. Uh, and you can contact us right here at the uh, radio station email address or for any inquiries about anything that we talked about tonight, khnum19 at gmail.com. That's all I got for you, Pete. All right. <clears throat> if y'all want to reach me, reach me at Ravana Noon, R-A-V-A-N-U-N, at Outlook.com. Let's get us Ravana Noon at Outlook.com or Cultist 99 on YouTube and on Google+. Plus. Peace. All right, peace. Again, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Excuse me. We appreciate you all for listening, and we will see you next week, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Peace. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.